Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Straight up to the claw. On this Wednesday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? How much, my friend? How are you doing today? God, I just had to figure out who Mexico was playing in soccer. KSA. I'm like, who, what's KSA? I had, to, I had to Google it. You had to go look it up. I had to Google it. I didn't yeah. know. KSA. Was, I'm like, uh, Kenya? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of countries that start with the letter K. I wasn't coming up with a whole lot. Yeah. And I looked it up. Google. See, that's the, th- that's the great thing about the era we live in right now. Mm-hmm. You never have to not know. You can all, the answer is right there. This stuff didn't exist okay. when I started my radio career. No. Like, you didn't have uh, that, in, like, this in front of you. We've been living in the Google era for 15 years now. No, but at night, years, when I started years. doing this show, oh, yeah, the no, afternoon drive yeah, here yeah. in Phoenix in 1997, there was no, like, lap, you, you didn't have anything in front of you. Yeah. You know what KSA like, stands for? Yeah. I'll find out. I don't know. Take long at all. Piece of I need to get me the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> about the smartphone and just yeah, get an answer to the question. No answers you like know. that back then. Yeah, like, it seems like once, it seems like every time I'm around my parents, something like that will come up. And do you know what? I'm like, you know what? We live in the era of Google. Let me just find out. Mm-hmm. You know, you just pull out the phone and da da And you know, you know, KSA is Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Maybe the kingdom of Saudi Arabia? Kingdom? Maybe. Oh, whatever. Either that or King's Republic, maybe? I think I've heard that. Uh, for Saudi Something Arabia? King. Kingdom, King's Republic of Saudi well, Arabia. Mexico won two to one. That's, that's, that's good. Okay. We're rooting for Mexico. Yeah. Kingdom. Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Kingdom? Okay. There, okay. You go. there you go. There you go. So look at that. This is why people come to the Burns and Gambo Show for mindless talk about KSA for two and a half minutes. We save you the Google trip. (laughs) That's right. We're your Google here. (laughs) I would say, half our audience probably like, I know exactly what KSA is. Chuck, Google me. Google me, Chuck. Google me. I won championships. I won championships. You didn't. Google me. You didn't. How many you win? I did. Let's weigh in on our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. I got four rings, you don't. Mm, so shut up. <laughs> Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Vitalize Weight Loss. I knew my bad check impersonation was in there somewhere. Uh, Suns, back home tonight, taking on the Chicago Bulls. Tip time is at 7 o'clock. You'll hear it here on Arizona Sports. The Arizona Sports app, 98.7. Suns, five-game win streak going up against the Chicago Bulls team that I'm Paper was supposed to be one of the best in the East. That has not happened yet so far this year. No, they've actually been quite a disappointment in many ways, uh, this Bulls team. Part of it is just injuries. Lonzo Ball hasn't played. They Zach Levine coming off the injury hasn't been good. You know, they traded Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks for Vucevic, and he's struggled this year. He they gave up a lot to get him. Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., two first-round picks to go get uh, Nikolai Vucevic, and it just hasn't worked out. DeMar DeRozan's been really good, but he's old. Like I said about Levine, like he's a terrific player, but he's just uh, you know not really come back from the injury that good, uh, that great. Um, you know, Lonzo 
Lonzo Ball hasn't played this year. Patrick Williams is isn't doing that well for them. So they've they've really struggled. I mean, this was a team a lot of people liked them last year as an up and coming team, and they kind of went all in. And uh, they they it's been a struggle for the Chicago Bulls this year. So it could be a good time for the Suns to catch them. They're on their fourth game out of six game road trip. Yeah, and it's and they're they're a team that you know got off to such a good start last year that they were one of the early talks of the NBA for actually most of the season people were talking about the Bulls and the talent that they had acquired and kind of what they were doing I, I just the headline of the story that you sent me I'm glad you found this because this makes me laugh every time I look at it the Chicago Bulls are the NBA's most depressing team yes yeah. <laughs> says the Bulls have backed itself into an un 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 Enviable corner. There you, there you go. And possibly the worst situation in the entire league. Changes could be soon be coming, but I don't know where. I mean, they don't even have their first round pick. Their first round pick is they got to give it to the Magic in next year's draft. Yeah, this other Top four protected, but that's about it. This other, oh, that so that story came from the Ringer. This other headline I love: the Bulls have three All Stars and zero franchise players. I mean, I don't know. It just it just it makes me well, laugh. Yeah. I, I shouldn't, but it makes me laugh because it, it's so DeRozan depressing, th- right? So, DeRozan three years, eighty two million. Lonzo. Ball four years, eighty million dollars, and Levine got uh, five years, two hundred fifteen million dollar extension, max extension this summer. So you got three players making, you know, between between them one hundred sixty three, almost four hundred million dollars for those three players. Wow, you're talking just south of four hundred million dollars for those three players. And what did they do? They got in the playoffs last year and they got beat by Milwaukee, and now they're really struggling. And they've got DeRozan's old, and uh, Vucevic is, you know, kind of really struggling he's getting old and Lonzo's injured like man okay that money's that money's not doing very well so instead we focus on the Phoenix Suns and kind of everything that's going on with them put down my bet yes last night did you send me money I mean, I, I I have to have Chelsea do it. Did, send me money. I have to send the money the for it. Did you not make, did you not make I, I, the bet? No, I didn't make the bet. Well, the odds haven't changed. They're not going to change that much overnight. Not? No, no. They're no. still fifty-five to one. I'm sure they yeah, are. Don't blow my odds here. Just throw it hundred dollars down. And we'll talk. Oh my God! Come on, like I'm not good for it. I don't know. Jeez. It's wild. <laughs> you don't want to send the money first. You tell him to put a hundred dollars of his own money for a year back. Seriously, I don't right? Know how to send money? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, and you want him to put the hundred dollars down when you're saying you don't know how to send money? <laughs> I send money all the time. I just have to text my wife and I would do it. Don't fret, Gambo. The odds are still fifty-five to one. You're right. Still fifty-five to Good. one. Good. I I, right. I kept waiting for Venmo to ding at me last night. Chelsea Gambadoro oh sent God, you a hundred dollars. I'm going to give you a hundred dollars. Wow! Look at how offended he wow. just got about that, man. Man, someone's a little touchy today. I just want to see if I got in on that. I don't want the odds yeah, to change on me. You'll get in on that. You'll be fine. Uh, we watch the Suns, and and what we watch for from the Suns are what is a continuation of what we've seen so far up until this point. Best record in the Western Conference. Devin Booker coming off an MVP like performance. Well, you know we joke about the odds, fifty five to one, and the money you want me to put down for you because you don't bet. But th- that's something to continue watching. DeAndre Ayton, a career high six straight. Double doubles. Does that continue tonight against the matchup against Vucevic that never has really been the best for him, right? Like, I remember we were talking with Kellen Olsen last week, and though he didn't name Vucevic specifically, we've all watched DeAndre Ayton over the years, and we all know there are certain centers he does better against than others. Yes. Statistically, this is not one he does that well against. He's this struggled is, against them. This has always been a little bit of a struggle for him in that regard. Of course, no Chris Paul. He's already been ruled out. But then we look at Damian Lee. Can he keep it up? We look at the bench play. Can 
Can they keep it up? This Suns team right now has surprised a lot of people with how they've played. Torrey Craig, can he keep it up? It, it's, it's much more about, to me, the Suns, and can they continue to do the things that have made this season very special so far? That's the big key tonight. Yeah, you know, Vucevic is not a good defensive player. Like, he was good offensively, but not really a good defensive player. Um, and this year, his role has changed a little bit. You know, the Bulls, you know, very, you know, guard dominated team, and uh, they're struggling with, with him on the court. So it'll be interesting to see the matchup. You know, obviously, they got to try to get as much as they can out of these guys with the investment that they have in them. DeRozan's been real good, but there's even talk like, should they trade DeRozan, you know, while he still has some value left because he's kind of been their best player. So, you know, they're not better than, you know, Cleveland. They're probably not better than Atlanta. They're not on the same level as Milwaukee and Boston. And you start to feel like, okay, if if they're not good enough this year, should they start to get off of some of these deals? I mean, knee injuries for, for Zach Levine and, and, and Lonzo Ball. So, I mean, Ball hasn't played since January 14th. January 14th. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played almost a calendar year. And he's got a big contract, so his body's broken. So they're in, a, they're in some trouble, and, you know, the Suns are playing well. So this will be a – I, I would like to say this is a good test, but this should be this should be a win for Phoenix, even with the guys that they have out. Mikael Bridges today talked about the challenge of going against Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Just how talented they are. Like, just how gifted they both are, man, and just – I think it's the talent. That's what it really is. Like, being how fast he is, like, how he could jump, shoot, do pretty much everything. DeRozan, like, same thing. Just, I think you don't realize how athletic he really is. I mean, you see all the posters he has, but, like, with everything he does while he's shooting and he doesn't miss mid-range at all, it's just his physicality and how athletic he is. So, they just, they gifted, man. They you got so much game, so it's tough. By the way, tonight is also one of those 90s throwback nights at Footprint Center. So they're, they're, they're wearing the oh, uniforms from the wow. 93 NBA Finals. I'm having John Paxson oh. post-traumatic stress syndrome right now, just thinking about it. Wait, this isn't, this isn't a TNT game, I hope. No, I don't believe it is. Okay. I don't think it's an ESPN game either. I don't need Shaq to be like, Charles, remember that? That's when you didn't win a championship. <laughs> that was when you didn't win a championship. Charles, you, you know failed. that was your best chance to win a championship. You, you know I won championships. You didn't. Couldn't what do you have to it. say about that, Chuck? You want to go fight in the backyard? get the team over the hump? Let's go, Chuck. We'll fight like right I now. Did. I got rings. You don't. Let's go fight. Come on. Sorry, that's the best I got. That's the best I got. Yeah, so they're wearing their throwbacks tonight. I just got a text from my, my wife. You want me to send Dave money? Yes, please send him the money. <laughs> she just texted. Do you $100? I go, yeah, we got $100. i am booked to win the MVP. Done. She goes, I know. I'm asking if you want me to send it. Hey, yeah, that's please, me and money. his money. I'm Teddy I need to learn how to do that stuff so I could like do it myself. Like I would just like write a check. Seriously, but I nobody think, writes a check anymore. If, if, you, if you give me five minutes in your cell phone, I'll hook you. Yeah. Actually, I'll I have like you when I have twenty stamps in my book <laughs> at home that have been stamps. there for like five years. Stamps. I don't know the last time I put a stamp on it. I, have tw- I literally go. I, I go in my record book that I keep the record of all my bills and everything because I write everything down. <laughs> and I have to, and every time I open it, I have like a twenty. I have twenty stamps, and I'm like, I don't even know if these stamps are any good anymore. If they raised the price. Like, I have there like three, four years ago. I haven't put a stamp on anything in forever. In your defense, as someone who still writes hand written like thank you notes around the holidays and yeah. birthday or whatever i have stamps too but you know yeah what do you use i don't ask those types of questions you know oh <laughs> uh, by the way okay yeah. got an update for you chelsea gambadoro paid you a hundred dollars there you go 55 to one there you go done Please, now make my bet for me when we come back you're my bookie a, oh jeez come on buck <laughs> come on a big name being tied to the arizona diamondbacks Ooh. are they about to go shopping that's next on the burns and gambo show 
Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Jeff Passan, baseball insider, real good one from ESPN.com, wrote his free agency primer today with the winter meetings. What are they, NetWit next week, right, in San Diego? Next week. Uh, stuff usually happens at the winter meetings, right? So imagine our surprise when reading this story today. He's writing about what Aaron Judge is going to do if Judge leaves, what the Yankees need to do. Oh, look at that free agent shortstop class. Oh, it's so filled with different guys. There's Carlos Correa. He's out there. There's there's Trey Turner. He's out there. <laughs> and then there's Xander Bogarts who's out there. And he writes, and I quote, Xander Bogarts should do very well. Whether it's in Boston for the rest of his career or with a new team, Philadelphia, Chicago, Arizona, and Los Angeles are all interested. Wait, what? What? Philadelphia, Chicago, Arizona? Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. And Los Angeles? Northern California. Oh, Are all interested? Yeah, no, we weren't asking you to sing. We were asking you, <laughs> why is Arizona's name in a sentence when it comes to teams where Xander Bogart could go to? Because you always have to, you always have to at least kick the tires and, you know, see if there's any way that you can get a player like that. When play, great players become available, you, you know, every GM in a league is going to see if there's a way to get it done. Now, for the Diamondbacks, it is highly, highly unlikely that they're going to get uh, Xander Bogart. So I, I put that out today in a tweet after that story came out that it is virtually impossible that they're going to get him. Did they, you know, listen, the Diamondbacks are a good organization uh, run by good people, and they're going to do their due diligence, and they're going to see if there's a way to make things happen. But for the Diamondbacks to go get a guy like that, that's going to cost, you know, upwards of close to $30 million a year, and they are going to increase their payroll this year, quite a bit. But that money's got to be spent. They need a third baseman. They need a starting pitcher. They need relief pitchers. You know, so there's a bunch of areas that it has to go. Other things would have had to happen for them to be able to go get Xander Bogarts. Like, probably trading of players. Maybe they would have had to trade Madison Bumgarner to free up money, or Nick Ahmed to free up money. They would have had to do done something creative to get that type of space. Now, they're in a good position because long-term, they don't have a lot of contracts on the books. Right. But short-term, they do. Right now, they do. They've got they got Marte on the books. They've got Bumgarner on the books. They've got um, Nick Ahmed on the books. So, did they, did they reach out? I'm sure they did. Can they get him? No. They're not going to be able to get him. And one of the other reasons why, and I want to just go over this, they have a prospect named Jordan Lawler that's going to be their shortstop. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Right. But that, was the, that was the very first thing I thought of when I saw the story was like, wait a minute. I thought one of their top prospects in the system was a shortstop. But he's not ready. No, but he's probably not that far off. No. Right? Not enough to for you to be able to give a five-year contract to Xander Bogarts, a seven-year, whatever it would take to get Xander Bogarts. At some point, the two are going to overlap, unless you don't think that Jordan Lawler is all of that, and you're ready to move off of him and sell on him while the price is high. That'd be the only reason why I think you'd get no, Xander they love Bogarts. Him. Right? But they, they love, love him. If they think he's all that in a side of slaw, then here in, at the most, two years, they're not going to need Xander Bogarts to play shortstop, unless Bogarts would be willing to move off to another position. Bingo. Bingo. The Diamondbacks would have interest in Bogarts if he'd be willing to play third base. But the agent has come out already and said he's playing shortstop. 
He's not playing another position. Isn't he a Boris guy, too? He is a Boris guy. So Scott Boris came out today, and because other teams are going to look at that, too. Well, can he play another position? Padres have been rumored to be involved, and that was a big right. reason why. Was, right. Yeah, and, to to but, move him somewhere else. So Boris said no to that. So that would take the Diamondbacks out of it. If he's not willing to move positions, then that would take the Diamondbacks out of it. Financially, right now, could they go sign him? No. They would have had to have done some creative things to create space to be able to bring a player like that in. That's really hard to do. And then number two is they probably would have said with Lola coming up, could you play another position in a couple of years? And that's what Boris is unwilling to do. So um, listen, the Diamondbacks are a smart organization. They'll do their due diligence. They'll check on players like that. But it is not going to happen. They are not going to get Xander Bogarts. He's going to go somewhere else. All right, there's a lot to talk about with with the hot stove league starting to warm up a little bit. And by the way, the Diamondbacks, the other the other thing they were mentioned in Passon's piece, and I, and I just want to mention this in passing because I think it's interesting to note, not that it's going to surprise anybody who's listened to this show. He was talking about outfielders. He was writing about outfielders. And he wrote, the outfield shuffle could accelerate when Arizona moves one of its young left-handed hitting outfielders, not Corbin Carroll, though. And if the St. Louis Cardinals are the team that will alleviate their excess of outfielders. So he's connecting dots now, right? It's like we, we knew they were going to try to move one of their outfielders. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We knew it wasn't going to be Corbin Carroll. We talked about that a couple yes. of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know was where a possible destination might be for one of those outfielders. 75% of the league is calling the Diamondbacks right now for one of their outfielders. And I'll tell you, it's split pretty evenly. Um, the amount of interest in Alec Tomics and, and Dalton Varsho is very equal. Teams are called. There are a lot of teams that need a center fielder. So you say, what teams want to, every team that needs a center fielder? I mean, I can't name, there's 75% of the league wants a good center fielder. So, I mean, it's not like there's three teams calling the Diamondbacks for an outfielder or five teams calling the Diamondbacks. You could be sure that half the league, yeah. half the league has contacted Diamondbacks in trying to get one of their one of their players, if they do move an outfielder, it will very likely be next week at the winter meetings. I think it's still unlikely that it happens, but I'm not going to say highly unlikely because the Diamondbacks are going to ask for a lot. You want Alec Thomas? I want an all-star caliber third baseman. Oh, you don't have one? Okay, no trade. You want Dalton Varsho? I need an all-star caliber catcher with a, with the top relief pitcher. Oh, you don't have that? No deal. They're willing to move one of those two guys. There's a lot of calls coming in right now for Alec Thomas and Dalton Varsho. A lot of calls. And they'd be willing to move one, but the price tag is going to be extremely high if they're going to move off of one of those yeah, guys. Interesting, though, that the St. Louis Cardinals are the first team that we've seen affiliated with that. When we talk about what the Diamondbacks would be looking to spend their money on, we presume third base. We presume bullpen, of course. I saw Jim Bowden, you know, baseball insider, writer with the athletic, former general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. He did a story today where he linked a free agent to each team. Do you see who he had linked to the Arizona Diamondbacks? Who did he have? Andrew Chafin. Former Diamondback reliever who has done very well for himself since leaving the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. He had it three years and $30 million. Again, not reporting it, just a suggestion as a guy that because the Diamondbacks need bullpen help, maybe that would be a direction they would look. I do not have him as a player that they're interested in relief pitcher-wise. They are on the verge right now. They are they are very close to some deals with some re- relief pitchers. So I expect that, if not before the winter uh, 
meetings the next week, but I expect that they're they're in on a couple of relief pitchers right now. I do not expect Andrew Chafin to be one of those guys. It's a great name. It's a great name. Have you seen his numbers? His numbers were fantastic. So good. They were fantastic. He was really, really, I mean, like way better than he ever was here. Yeah. When he was with the Tigers and when he was with the Cubs and when he was with the A's. I mean, it's like, good for him. He was always a kind of popular player in that bullpen. I know. And I understand this. I totally get it. But in in doing the stuff that I do, I do not expect that Andrew Chafin will be a target for them. I do expect that some relievers are going to be signed very soon here, very soon. But I would not put Chafin on that list. List. All right. You can text us your thoughts on the Diamondbacks and their offseason. The FanDuel text line is open for you right now at 620-620. It is the biggest contract they have ever given out. Could they get out of it if they wanted to? Do they want to? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Eric's with us. I think we've got two today. One that Gambo had requested from a day ago and then one based off of our last conversation a moment ago about Xander Bogarts. Gambo not totally, completely ruling it out, but mostly saying it's not going to happen despite Jeff Passan kind of linking the Diamondbacks and, and Xander Bogarts. Eric, it's uh, it, you've got the Con, take it away. What do you got for us today? Well, we'll start with D-back since you guys just said all of that about Xander Bogarts. But our question isn't about Xander Bogarts. It's a general question. Is this the offseason for the Arizona Diamondbacks to spend big? Is it win now, move time? Yes or no? No. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. This time a year from now? Yes. If things are trending in the right direction, then Yes. Ken Kendrick, open up the checkbook and let's start. Let's start writing some. Does anybody do that anymore? We just got done about talking about stamps. Does anybody even write checks anymore? Bring out the checkbook, Ken, and start writing some big zeros. I don't even know. Bring up your Venmo QR code. (laughs) That's right. Is that how you pay players these days? No. um, This is not the off season to spend big. Which is why I was really shocked by the Bogart stuff. Well, you might be shocked by the results of this poll question as well. 56.1% think it's time. Capitalize on the moment. Say yes. 43.9% saying no. But you guys are saying it's close. And we are getting closer to the college football playoffs. These rankings are getting pretty interesting. USC in there right now. But are you polling for them to make it when it's all said and done? No! (laughs) So we got Gambo's answer. Your other two options are yes. Or you just don't care. You're indifferent. <laughs> I vote for that right now. Somewhere between Do you, uh, no, yes, and indifferent. I mean, because if I'm not rooting for them, then what? I'm rooting for Ohio State. Really? Really? I want Ohio I State to be in the to Final Four. Well, I know, but I'm rooting for Ohio State. Really? Why? Why? Why do I want a team that's been in there every single year to get in there again? Why would I root for that? Yeah, I'm rooting for USC. Oh, there it is. Love it. Just the outright saying it. Well, you're not alone, Bernsey. 49.6% leading the way are polling for wow. USC. Shocked. Wow. I'm shocked wow. by that. But here, so here's the thing. 32.9% say no. 17.4% say indifferent. So if you add it all up, that barely edges out yes. So if it was just yes or no, no would be leading by like the slightest margin. Still. Still. Shocked by that. Well, you're assuming all the indifference vote no. 
I, I would assume that. Yeah, if you don't, I, I don't, if you don't know if I necessarily that's, that's make that fair. assumption, that's but but, but I'm still shocked that it's fifty fifty. Really, I am. I, I just didn't think. I thought a lot of people would be like, "Gambo, screw USC. They're leaving. They're not. I'm not right. rooting for the Pac-12 when I'm rooting for USC because they're not in the Pac-12 you, anymore." If you are a re- just a regular college football fan, you can look at that and say, "New blood, USC. I haven't been in in a while. I'm tired of Ohio State. I get that. I totally get that." But for me, I'm like the Pac, like, and the Pac-12 could benefit if they get in, like the ish because you get more money, sure. right? Yeah, sure. So yeah. I can understand yeah. that. Too, but you know what? I just can't root for him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those are the poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Uh, at Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find it. Before we dive into this Kyler Murray story that we both came across today, did want to pass along to one other thing about our Diamondbacks conversation that I didn't get to that I wanted to, and I just didn't get around to it. Okay. Zach Gallen, from his verified Twitter account. Yes. Four separate... Eyeball emojis. <laughs> okay. Like, ooh, looky here. And of course, be social media being what it is, everyone's like, uh oh, uh oh. What's what's Zach Gallon looking at? What's he what's he doing the eyeball thing for on on the Twitter machine? What's what's that all about? Um it, it adds a level of intrigue to what's going on today with the Xander Bogart stuff and with the hot stuff. Because as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, our last conversation with the Diamondbacks, Zach Gallon, you insisted he is not signing a deal with the Diamondbacks no. that would chew up his arbitration years or even get him into early free agency. He's a Boris client and Boris yeah. clients Boris, go to free agency. No, they don't do that. Boris doesn't do those deals. Good for you, good for me. Boris does the deals. Good for my guy. I don't care what happens to you. It's just what's best for my guy. And um, being a Scott Boris guy, it's very unlikely that Boris would have Zach Gallon do a deal that buys out arbitration years and free agency years and that is good for Gallon but also good for the D-backs. It's very likely that he will take it right up until free agency and then do a massive gigantic contract for Zach Gallon. Right. But as far as the emojis are oh, concerned, because yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I know you brought up the emojis, he's just having some fun with the offseason rumors. He's, this is not about you know anything to do with the Diamondbacks or him. It's just China looking at all these offseason rumors and you know what's going to happen with Judge and Turner and say all of these guys. So just kind of having some fun with it, but nothing to do with the D-backs. I can tell you that 100%. Okay. That, that's just the last thing about yeah. the Diamondbacks I wanted to throw in. Yeah, I just wanted to, yeah. No, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you uh, translating the, the emojis for me. Yeah. You, you might not be able to do Venmo, but boy, you can translate the emojis. Well, I just could talk to the guy who put the emoji out there and say, what, is it, what does this mean? And, and, and that's, you, that's, that's, that's how that I do too. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do that. I'm too. not a mind reader, but I can go talk to the guys. That's Gambo's version of Google for you. you exactly. My Google, let me I, just text, my, my Google, them and find I text out. the guy. Hey, yeah. what's going on? What's up with the googly eyes? Huh? What, what are you looking <laughs> exactly. at? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what's up. Yeah, yeah, that, again, that's Gambo's Google. Enjoying the offseason rumors. Nothing more. There was a story today on ESPN changing years, if you will. Complicated NFL quarterback contracts to know. Now, look, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of numbers in here. Some of them might go right over your head. It it might be a lot of contractual mumbo-jumbo to you, and so we'll try to make it as simple as we can for you. All right, We We will try not to make it too complicated. Needless to say, Kyler Murray's contract was a part of the story. Now, others were too. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff. I mean, heck, they covered like, what, a half dozen more quarterbacks in the NFL, their contract situations, and whether it's easy for the team. But given that we've spent so much time talking about Cliff's hot seat, Kime's hot seat, and how Kyler seems to be this immovable object that can't go anywhere, 
I was kind of glad they took a look at Kyler's contract just to see yeah. how get offable it is. I know that's not a phrase, but I'm going to use it here. How how easy is it to get off that contract? And the number one takeaway for me, it's pretty damn hard to get off that contract if you want to. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, and we kind of knew that, right? But it was interesting how they kind of spelled. Look, I think that like you can get off of it like a what a year from now, right? It becomes a lot more manageable a year from now if you if this isn't working where you could get off of it. You've got the numbers there. It becomes a little bit more manageable if you try to get off at a year. Yeah, the, the, uh, they write that the key date for the Cardinals is at the start of the 2024 league year. Now, that would be after next season. After next season. That right would, after next season. That would be like mid-March 2024. So you're talking about the end of the 2023 season. Right. Now, at that point, um, his they would have to guarantee his salary for 2025. So that's like decision time, right? So imagine, if you will, a year from March, he's played another season with the Cardinals, the 2023 season. Now you're about to go into the 2024 league year. And at that point, you kind of have to decide, do we want to guarantee a salary for 2025? If you wanted to try to get off the contract, then that would be kind of your window to do so. It would cost you would have given him a boatload of money for two years worth of work. You'd still have all kinds kinds of crazy dead cap hits that you'd have to deal with up against your cap that would just be really difficult to navigate. So it's really like one of those hypothetically, if that's where you wanted to do it, that would kind of be where you'd at least start to think about it. They paid him a hundred. It would have paid him $103 million over two years. $51.5 million for two years worth of work if they got, if they moved on. I can't believe like we're talking about this. They just gave him $250 million four months ago. Okay, here's the thing though. We're, We're talking about it but only in the context of here's a story that presented us the numbers, right? Here's the story that showed Why us that the story, how. Right, right. Do you think that they're, do you think in Buffalo they're doing a story on, hey, here's how we can get out of Josh Allen's contract? Well, no. No. No, of course not. This is, that's to my point. Of my, course. Yeah, my that's, point is, of course. You're you right. think in Cincinnati they're saying, hey, listen, hey, you know, before they give Joe Burrow the money, here's how you can get off of Joe Burrow's contract. They're not doing that in areas where you've got this, but here it's like, hey, here's how you can get out of the current, Kyle. really? Yeah. I, mean, I don't see, no, no, I don't see Josh Allen's contract in there. Point, it's a good point. Every quarterback on the list is somebody that you can at least have a conversation like you want to get off that contract. Yeah. Everyone that's on the list. Cousins, Dak, Wilson, Russell Wilson, Carr, Garoppolo, Stafford, Ryan, Goff, Rodgers, who's old and they may go to Jordan Love. Like, I understand that one. Yeah. Murray's the only one of the young stud quarterbacks on the list. He's the only one. Justin Herbert's not on that list. Burrow's not on a list. Josh Allen's not on that list. Now, some of these guys haven't gotten their new deals yet, but you see where I'm going with mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. That's, nobody's trying to get off. Can we get off of uh, you know the, the Hertz contract? That Some of these guys haven't gotten deals, but the guys that have gotten deals, nobody's saying, oh, here's how you get off of that deal. Only Murray. Yeah. Murray's the only one of the young players that have signed contract extensions recently that is on that list. They will throw, I suspect, every resource in the world to get Kyler Murray to be what they need him to be before they even considered something like this. I mean, you could, yeah, you would have to have to do that. You would have to try a new coach before you get rid of Murray. You could like, listen, chicken before the egg. You couldn't get rid of Murray and keep Cliff and just give Cliff a new quarterback. You would have to get rid of Cliff and give Kyler a new coach. Yeah. 
to try to get. And then when you've exhausted all options, then you get off of the Murray contract. The thing that really, really sucks about this is like when I was. When they were seven and zero and ten and two last year, I mean, one of the themes that I was like, "Hey, they're not gonna have to worry about drafting a quarterback for the entire decade of the twenties in the first two or three rounds. They're not gonna have to think about one." And then here we are. Here's the con. Hey, here's how you can get off of some of these contracts. Yeah, and you look at the guys like, "Oh my God, Kyler Murray's on this damn list." But just to be clear, neither mm-hmm. one of us are advocating such a thing. It's just a story demonstrating what. It would look like if they were to decide to do that. When we come back, what is it about Kenny Dillingham that makes him the perfect guy for the ASU job? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Good job, Mitch. Our ode to Christine McVie. Wow. One of the founding members of the legendary rock band Fleetwood Mac. She passed away today at the age of 79. Wow. Says she was 79? One of her, one of their most favorite songs. Certainly one. I mean, it was a, the band had Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks and, and McFleetwood and, of course, uh, Christine McVie. So a lot of them sang, a lot of them did a lot of different stuff. But um, this was one of the songs of which she is most known for. So. Yeah. Seven Great years song. of age. Yeah, great song. Great band. Great, great band. band. I mean, they actually get better the more you hear them, the older they get. I mean, their stuff was so, so good back what in the What concerts so am I going to be going to in 10 years? Uh, seriously. Yeah. Who the hell? Who's, who's going to be playing? You're going you're to need to find some new bands, Gambo. You're going to need to find some new bands. There she is. There's Christy with you right there. You know, just... Good job, Mitch. That was a request from one of our listeners, by the way. So, uh, a little Fleetwood back for you. Great band. Great band. Great band. band. ASU football is thinking about tomorrow. Sorry, awkward transition, but it was the best I could do. Um, Kenny Dillingham introduced over the weekend as the new head coach of the Sun Devils. By the way, in studio Wednesday with us, three segments. Kenny Dillingham, Wednesday, in with us. Dilly dilly. Oh, dilly dilly. We will, uh, dilly dilly. I reached out to coach yesterday and, uh, we were able to work it out. He will be in studio with us Wednesday for three segments. Dilly dilly. There you go. <laughs> Good. Looking forward to that. Yep. Me looking, too. Looking forward to, looking forward to talking to him. Has so that one week from today. One week from today, we'll have him in studio. We'll have us. Coach Dillingham in studio with mm-hmm. us for quite a while for three segments. We'll, so we'll be able segments. to, like, let we'll it breathe a little bit. 215, 230, 245. We'll take him right up to three o'clock. We'll give him three segments. We'll, uh, talk to him about ASU, what the future is, Kim getting a job, whatever we want to talk to him. Whatever we want to talk to him. So about. he's got this, this, you know, like unbelievable amount of enthusiasm for the job. And understandably, he's a local guy. He started his coaching career here. This has been his dream job. We told the story on on Monday about how, you know, ASU wanted to put him up in a suite in a hotel. And he's like, no, man, I'll just go home. It's fine. You know, this is this is home. It's, it's that kind of enthusiasm and that kind of passion that is like part of the pillars of Kenny Dillingham. And the great Doug Howler wrote a story about this today on The Athletic, how Arizona State's new coach built towards his dream job, the things that they need of him that he needs to do well with this job. And a lot of it just kind of comes from that youthful exuberance and just being super passionate about being the coach of ASU. Yeah, and and that's, you know, that was so evident, right? So evident when we saw the press conference and the emotion that he 
showed in. And when he said it, this is my dream job, it was a lot different than like a Todd Graham saying it, you know? I mean, you know, Todd Graham had just left Pittsburgh after one year. Like, all right, come on. Come mm-hmm. on, man. When With him saying that, that it's his dream job, I think a lot of people believe it. Because, you know, you, you look at this great story that Doug Haller did on him. Um, and it just really goes to show everything that, that he's about. It, it really did. Yeah, I, I, what I loved about the story, especially, and Doug, he's always creative about doing stuff like this. He counted the number of times specific words that Dillingham used in the press conference. I thought that was great. Relationships. He used that word 13 times. Attacking. He used that word seven times. Honesty. He used that word five times in a half-hour press conference. Passion, he mentioned three times. The two that you focus on are relationships and attacking. And I notice those two watching it a lot, right? I mean, you get the booster. Nap Lord stands up. I donate a million dollars right on the spot, right? He wants relationships when it comes to his players. He wants relationships when it comes to alumni. Which one do you want to start with? Relationships? Well, I I think that's where it has to start, right? Because someone's, frankly, someone's got to pay for this if ASU is going to go into this transfer portal and attack it the way he wants to. That takes money. That takes relationships. You know, one of the things in the column that talked about how Mike Norvell visited Chaparral watched the practice and he was there to recruit but he had his eye on Dillingham and he kind of liked everything about him and then eventually offered him the job and then brought him with him and then you know he said you know all the things that I had seen or thought in the early stage he brought every day uh, that, that that he was at the office he's great with the relationship he cares about people he's a hard worker that was the start of our journey together we ended up working seven of the next nine years together this is Mike Norvell talking about that so the relationships are so important and everything they in like everything i always listen in every facet of life right i mean you know it relationships are what's you know i I go into a class that i talk look build a relationship don't go do an internship somewhere not get to know everybody and these people can help you you've got to build relationships i wasn't a guy that ever went to college i didn't have an education i mean i barely get out of high school if it wasn't virginia fakara i probably wouldn't have so like for me it was really all about just building relationships (laughs) and getting to know people and you know being a people's person and that's very much what what coach dillingham is he's a he is a relationship builder yeah well and that's and that's part of it and i was referring specifically to the relationship that you have to have with like boosters and players and parents and high school coaches i mean it, uh, that word relationships it, it can mean so many different things to so many different people and when you're a head coach and that's part of like i i that's one of the things i remember about the dirt cutter era so well the boosters hated them he hated that part of the job hated them hated it right he, and just, they, he, just, uh, he, he was you know he wanted to draw it up and he he liked his players he liked the relationships he had with the players but that other stuff that you have to can you imagine Dirk Cutter trying to coach in the transfer portal era the NIL era and all of the relationship building that has to go on in there I, I just don't he think he just it, wanted to do X's and O's and coach football that, that's, he wanted nothing to do with the media yep. he wanted nothing he hated the media and we hated him especially me nobody hated him more than i did um but like the, you have to be able to play some listen here's the thing like boosters guy donate a million dollars like you know there, there might come a time when you know you need to you know meet his family and meet somebody and hey i'm gonna be at the game with some people and you come yeah you're gonna have to do that i donate a million dollars like yeah people that are doing that stuff like that's part of it like you you know you got to respect them and you're gonna you know you may not want to do it but you have to do it especially if he's going to attack seven mentions attack 
the transfer portal, the way that he said he's going to attack the NIL situation, the way that he's going to, the way that he has to. That's going to be, quote, everything about this program is going to be attacking. That's a football, you know, statement, but that's also a how you get to the football part as well when it comes to the portal and how you fill a roster. There's no question that it's changed now. And we're still learning about this whole thing because ASU lost so many good players last year in the portal. They added some good players too, but they lost a lot of quality guys. And so right now, yeah, you've got to, you've got to be, and this is why I said, um, you know, I tweeted out over the weekend, like this is going to get done real soon because on December 5th, the transfer portal becomes open. Okay. The portal's open. You could zoom into a new lifestyle or whatever. And um, I'm going to think of stranger things now with the portal, but the portal becomes open. And all of a sudden now you could start like looking at who's there and trying to recruit those guys. But you also, as I've said several times, you got to re-recruit your own players before December 5th too. Maybe you could convince a couple of guys not to go into the portal. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, he could be the favorite to win MVP and he doesn't care a lick. You know who he is. It's next on the Burns and Gambo show.